Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, we're continuing in our series today titled, Now What? Now What? We're continuing in our series. We're back in the book of 1 Peter, back in the book of 1 Peter, but we're looking at scripture beginning in chapter 5 today. 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning at verse number 1. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 1. And the scripture reads, it says, The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God and he that he may exalt you in due, sea, due time casting all your care upon him for he careth for you be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour whom resist steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world but the god of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by christ jesus after that ye have suffered a while make you perfect establish strengthen settle you to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen 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 today we're speaking from the subject after that, after that, uh, as this passage opens, the, the Apostle Peter, he addresses the elders who are the ministers and pastors of the church of God. He actually, he's actually warning them, awakening them to avoid certain mindsets and behaviors that set back to the body of Christ let me read our first verse again. Again, it says, The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. But then he goes on into the next verse. Look at verse number two. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but 
of a ready mind of a ready mind I want you to understand this the service of every person of every person whether bishop or pastor whether greeter or doorkeeper and all parts in between should be done willingly should be done willingly this is important you see it, it should be done with a gracious and willing heart a gracious and willing heart I need somebody to type in chat for me gracious and willing gracious and willing in YouTube type gracious and willing it's important that we be able to do that we need to serve with a gracious and willing heart you see you should only serve because your heart is committed to do it and not because you are constrained to do it let me say that again you should only serve because your heart is committed to do it and not because you are constrained to do it not because somebody's telling you or making you but you want to do it because your heart is committed to it you feel a calling to do it you feel the purpose to do it this is why you do it don't serve merely because you feel obligated serve because you feel motivated let me say that again don't serve merely because you feel obligated serve because you feel motivated you feel motivated it's important to be motivated to do what the Lord has called you to do listen that means you're not simply responding and and, and you feel somebody pushing you or making you do it they say you know what should we, we need a few men in the parking lot to help us out and everybody starts looking at you and you're like Oh man, and you gotta get up and go out. See, see, that's not why you should be serving. You hear the call. We, we need a few ladies to help us in the nursery. Can you please help us? Then, then everybody turns around and looks at you. You're like, oh my goodness, and you gotta get up and go out because you gotta help me. No, no, no. That's not why you're doing it. You should do it because you hear the call and you say, oh. I got to help my brothers out there. You know what? I'm going to give up this Sunday and go help them out in the parking lot. You know what? I, I know those little ones need some care and I want to help my sisters and brothers in the nursery. So let me get up from here and go in there. I'll, I'll get the CD. I'll, I'll check out the MP3. I'll, listen, I'll look at it on, on YouTube. I'll look at it later. I, I need to go help and serve my, my, my fellow brothers and sisters so that the, the little ones will be cared for. You're, you're motivated to serve, not feeling obligated to do so listen I remember years ago years ago I I was serving in church and I heard the call there was a, a call saying listen we need men to work as to serve as altar workers to serve as altar workers and go and, and help them to, to um, be able to, to to be acclimated into the kingdom of God we need some men to help and I sat there and I thought and, and I remembered when I came to the church when I came to the church not just one, but two men stood behind me. And even though I wasn't surrendering my heart to the Lord, I was becoming a part of that particular local body of believers. And I felt supported. I felt the strength of someone standing with me. And I thought to myself, if I was joining the church as a believer, 
as one who already knew the Lord. And I felt strengthened because someone stood with me. How much more is someone who's coming to the Lord sometimes for the first time in their lives, surrendering their heart, how much more do they need to feel that support? How much more do they need to feel that encouragement? And I got up out of my seat and I went and I made sure to be a part and join the altar workers ministry. Not because I felt obligated, but because I felt motivated because of what I knew the Lord had done in my life. This is how we are to serve. This is how we are to help and to move. So regardless of what you're saying, even if you're, you're a pastor, I don't care how good your speaking gift is. I don't care how good your anointing is. I don't care how good you think you're able to move the crowd. But if you aren't doing it because you are motivated, because you're called to do it, because there's a burden on your heart for it, then you don't need to be doing it at all. You're doing yourself and the people that you're ministering to a disservice. You need to do it because you know God's called you. Because the days when it's difficult and the days when you don't feel like it and the days when people aren't hearing you, you're still doing it because God called you to do it. That's why we serve. This is why we serve. And I want to say this. Neither should we serve because of any financial gain that you can obtain dishonestly motivated by the dis by the advantages of any office. But we should serve both eagerly and cheerfully because it is the will of God for our lives. Do you hear me? You're not doing it because somebody could put some money in your pocket. You're not doing it because you convince, you can convince others to sow into you so you can get more money for yourself. That's not why you're doing it. You're doing it because this is what the will of God is. You're doing it cheerfully. You're doing it eagerly. You can't wait to do it because you know this is what God is calling you to do. You know this is what he has for you to do. Let me say this. Also, listen, you may have financial challenges or whatever your challenges may be, but look, there's other ways you can get increased. Don't you, don't you take advantage of the people of God, regardless of what your position is. It's not just a pastor. It's not just a preacher. You could be, whether it's a deacon, whether it's an usher, a hostess, whatever your position is. Listen, you don't take advantage of the relationship that God has cultivated in your life so that you can be strengthened by him so you can manipulate someone else. Listen, you don't do that. You don't do that. We do it cheerfully and eagerly because it's the will of God for us to do the service. It's the will of God for us to be a blessing to others. It's the will of God for us to uplift others. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. Look with me at verse number three. Verse three, it says this. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. But being examples to the flock, not to lord over them, not to lord over them, but to be examples, to be examples unto them. It's important. It's important. Listen, leadership in the house of God should be in the right spirit. Leadership in the house of God should be in the right spirit. We must be able to show the way and not just tell the way. Do you hear me? We must be able to show the way and not just 
tell the way. Paul said it this way, follow me as I follow after Christ. As I follow Christ, that's how we are to lead. Listen, we must be able to sh show the way and not merely or just tell the way. Listen, I cannot ask you to do something that I am not willing to do myself. I cannot ask you to do something that I am not willing to do myself. No leader should ever, let me say that again, no leader should ever browbeat or and coerce the people to make sacrifices that they themselves are not willing to do or unwilling to make. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Listen, how am I going to ask y'all to fast? And I'm sitting over here eating hamburgers, fat back, ribs. How, how in the world I'm going to do that? Y'all should see pastor hungry too. <laughs> no, well, no, we, we believe in God. You're not, you're not doing it because you're going to get hungry. You're fasting because you're detaching your umbilical cord from the earth. And you're attaching it to the spirit. So now the spirit feeds you and strengthens you during the time of your fast. Is this the fast that the Lord hath chosen to break the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens. Listen, that's why we fast. That's why we fast. So, so therefore, if I'm not willing to do it, then I can't call you to it. But if I say that we're fasting, you better believe your pastor is fasting first. Your, fast, your pastor is fasting most <laughs> because I'm believing, I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God to hear a word for you. I'm trusting God to hear direction for you, for us as a family. I'm believing God. That's why we're fasting. That's why we're fasting. But I've got to be willing to do it first. I've got to be willing to do it first. A father cannot say, listen, listen, we're going to start turning off some, turning off the TV and spending some time reading. And then they're sitting there looking at the TV on their phone. Turn the volume down. Daddy, what you doing? Well, what you mean what I'm doing? I'm, 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 I'm just checking out the news. <laughs> no, no, we got to do the same thing. The same way they turn off the TV, we got to turn off the TV. Mama, you can't be telling them we can't. Not, no sweets before dinner. And then you sneaking a cupcake for yourself. No, 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 no. <laughs> you got to be the first one. You got to be the first one to, sh to, to, be, to show the example. To be the first one to show the example. So in the house of God, it is the same for every leader. Listen, we've got to be willing to do that ourselves. We've got to be willing to do that ourselves. You've got to make sure. You've got to make sure that you make the sacrifices yourselves and, and not be unwilling to make it. Not be unwilling to make it. You've got to do it because this is hypocrisy in its purest form. When you do this, it's hypocrisy. You're a hypocrite and you're bringing hypocrisy to leadership. You're bringing hypocrisy to everything that you're representing and understand that God is not pleased with this. He's not pleased. So we've got to be able, if we're going to ask others to do it, we can't beat them up over it. We simply be the example and live it out and watch them follow after us as we follow after Christ. And now let's look at verse number four. Look at verse number four with me. It says, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away, that fadeth not away. You see, there is an etern eternal reward and benefit that we will receive upon the Lord's return when we serve him 
and his people well. Let me say that again. There is an eternal reward and benefit that we will receive upon the Lord's return when we serve him and his people well. So we don't need to take advantage of people. We don't need to take advantage of people. Just serve them well. Just serve them well. Listen, choose to be focused on your eternal reward and not your temporary financial um, temporary financial gain. Choose to be focused on your eternal reward and not your temporary financial gain. Listen, I don't care what your position is. This is why you can't look at what you're going through and serve God's people in that manner, wanting to take advantage of them to cure your problem. Listen, turn to your eternal God and watch him step into your temporary situation. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.